Sorry, I was napping. Apparently. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're back you... from hibernation. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, we have put out our dumpster fires, uh, woken up from our naps, and uh, it was a callback to the last episode. Oh, wow. You, you, did you go back and listen to it? I caught it. I, I caught was here for it. Why do I have to listen to it? <laughs> I didn't go back and listen to it. That's why I asked. <laughs> That's the sleeping part of the discussion. <laughs> yes. Of hibernation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've still got dumpster fires, but you know, whatever. Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> they're, think they're they new. ever go away. Maybe yeah, exactly. Were. Exactly. <laughs> You know, well, sometimes you they're just s'mores. trash can fires. Yes, that's <laughs> a, that's the only way to get through. Yeah, it's just make more s'mores. <laughs> I'm baking something. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, what's up, everybody? I'm so happy that you guys are here with us. Um, I hope that you are having uh, a good time playing games, hanging out with friends, things like that. Welcome to episode 239. Two hundred thirty-nine of the established tracks. Uh, well, we started one day, hit record, and then haven't stopped. That's that's. We rotate out gear. We, we think have, we're talking about the same topics, but we're not. Right, we are, absolutely. We had different people sitting at the table now, of varying hair lengths. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and different hair color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a different color. Yeah, yeah. 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 very different oh, hair you know. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I my hair length transition transitioned between the last twenty-four hours. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, that's true. Yeah, so it's crazy uh, how that happens. You know, you get into a fight with a barber, barber, and they win every time. <laughs> What's his name? Sweeney Todd. They win it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sweeney Ted. It was his no, cousin. Okay. It was his cousin. All right. It was his right, cousin. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> the demon barber of Fort Street. Oh Street. my goodness. <laughs> That's it. Well, hey everybody. Uh, I am uh, glad that you are here with us to join us. We're gonna uh, get into our episode, but first, let's go ahead and go around the table. Uh, we'll go. It's. Uh, I guess it's daylight savings time is now over, so we'll just mix it all up and we'll go counterclockwise, like we're in the southern hemisphere. Ooh, rebel. That means you're first. This is Josh. Counter. All right. <laughs> this is Jason. <laughs> This is Dr. Deb. That's right. On our cameras and our mics, we have Lance. Hi, Lance. How you doing, everybody? And of course, I am your host, Big Don. Uh, So, on episode 239, uh, we were going back and forth on a couple of subjects, but I think what we've landed on is we want to talk about competitive gaming versus cooperative gaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, we'll do a versus topic of what you prefer, co- competitive or cooperative. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the... It's all right. We already know that you're a fence-sitter, Jason. Hey, it's I've okay. Already, I've already confessed that I'm going to be a fence-sitter, so this is well, going to be the most boring right. topic no, ever because we're all going to sit on fences no, and just hang out up there and no, have a drink. That because won't those happen. of us who are competitive mm-hmm. are going to... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. They were going to fight on the fence. That's so. right. And we'll talk a little bit more about... Uh, um, more of a discussion about, like, what... Uh, what importance winning has mm-hmm. in gaming and, and how it can positively and, negatively, and negatively affect games. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we just... That's the shortest amount of time I think I've gone into an intro without it turning into uh, like an, an ADD tour bus. That's because you were running late to work. What? He was running out of time. Uh, Broke up late. Oh. Welcome okay. for a snap, really? Are we thinking too hard into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we really are. are. I it's think we daylight are. savings time. Blame it all on daylight uh, savings time. That's right. Time. That's right. We I don't lost even know what an hour. Is. I don't hey, I got to is. sleep an extra hour this morning. Nice. I know. It's, yeah. I was like, that must great. be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been nice. He's the only one who got to. Right? Cool. That's how that works. That's, that's, it. Worst. that's in it. the fall. That's it. In the fall is right. Plus, we don't know what season we're in. I, you know, I just wake up and it's whatever time it is. That's it. And you just kind of go from there. All right. My clock, my phone was correct. What was wrong with my stove? Right. Right, <laughs> and there's the ADHD trip that That's, you all uh, see. I spoke right too there. soon. See? I spoke too soon. All right, so uh, r- ground rules for the versus topic. Quick answer: What you prefer? If you want to be a fence sitter, that's fine. Just say I'm on the fence, and then we'll go in and talk about our discussion on why we feel the way that we do. All right, participants, ready? I'm going to really mess you guys up because I'm going to go the opposite direction that we uh, introduced ourselves. So I'm going to start with Dr. Deb. Dr. Deb, Mm -hmm. cooperative or competitive gameplay? Fence sitter. Okay. All right. Jason. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm with Dr. Deb. Both. I like them both for different reasons. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get Lance's and then I'll come back for you. Lance, uh, cooperative or competitive game player? Competitive, cooperative. 
He's joining us on the fence. It no, is no, an incredibly no. comfortable fence. I, I like games where cooperative teams get to be competitive against other cooperative teams. Uh, we yeah, call those, those sports. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are super fun. Yes. Okay. All right, I, I, I that's see. That's harkening back to our 2016. I, that's that's yep. exactly where I was coming from. Um, okay. He's got his um, own fence, and it's actually kind of a nice fence. I think I might, you know, hang out on his fence. You got to be careful. It's wrought iron. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Make sure you get your tetanus shot before you sit down on that fence. <laughs> I am good on TDAP. <laughs> oh, Joshy. Cooperative. Oh, man. Oh, Donald. It all rests yeah, I, with I'll you. Be told I thought it was supposed to be you. really quick, Donald. Well, I, I have a reason. Yeah. But I'm still to be short. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say uh, competitive. I'm real close to being a fence sitter, but I'm going to say join us on the fence. More than more than fifty one percent is competitive. That's that's where I'm at. More than fifty one percent is competitive. So so uh, well, let's since we're outnumbered, <laughs> let's just go ahead and start with the mass. Uh, of You're not humanity. outnumbered. He's competitive. Lance is competitive. Well, he that's just, true. He said he's just got the team element. That is to true. It. The yeah. te- team competitive. Where there's a cooperative goal, yeah, Lance, go ahead and if you don't mind, Lance, kind of give us a reason why why you went that direction with your uh, competitive cooperative nature. Because no one else was. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that ah, would be ah, you. Contrarianism, I see. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is the shocked face. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was watching hockey earlier, and I just thought, oh, oh I like go. hockey. I like when teams go against other teams. Hockey's and, a fight go. with a game breaking out in the middle right. of it. That's the, that's the mini game inside the game. <laughs> exactly. It's actually that's it. right. Totally. Tap X, tap X, tap X. <laughs> okay, well, that didn't get us very far, because he just said that's he right. didn't be contrary. So that's where are we right. at now? Uh, Jason. All right, so why both? Because it, it kind of, the reason I was thinking it sort of goes to Lance, but I'm thinking the game world, right? Like, I like team games, but where you are against other players. So there's a cooperation among your team, um, and you're competing. Is it like Secret Hitler is probably one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah. And you don't know whose team you're on? It's mm-hmm. wonderful. But for cooperative games, there are a bunch of great games out there that I like to play with Avital. And Avital's bigger into cooperative games. Mm-hmm. And they're a, they're a lot of fun, where you're all trying to get to the goal. You know, games like uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse and things like yeah. that. Like it's, it, th- those, are, those games are just really a blast and fun to play with friends. And that's that's why I'm like ah, they're they're both they're both really fun. It just depends yeah. on who you have sitting at the table. Have you gotten a chance to play Zombie Side? Yeah, oh, Zombie Side. Oh, that's a blast. such a great one. Although that's one of those that becomes that is cooperative that can become competitive. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got somebody who just wants to run away with killing zombies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do you know they're doing another one? The white plague one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then such I also love Catan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like just exactly yeah. straight up fun. Just simple competitive solo pl- well solo yeah 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 i agree deb yeah it's it's a similar idea it, it depends who's at your table because there are certain people who i am no, i think it fine. depends on who's at your table it depends on who's at my table my very <laughs> large and in charge table um yeah, because there are certain people that I, I love playing a competitive game. I like playing competitive games against you and Bonnie, for instance, because there's plenty of sense of humor there. Um, I like playing them against my brothers. I'll be honest. I and we we do not play nice, but it's at, but that's we're all on the same page, and we all know it's gonna be it's gonna be cutthroat, and I'm gonna come after you, and I know that's how you play too. But then there are others. For example, I can't imagine being cutthroat with Princess Katie. I, I feel guilty. I feel like I'm going to like hurt her in some way if I'm like going to play mean. So I'm like, I'll play and and be nice. Have you guys seen her in a competitive game, Scary? Because I don't ever. She seems like, let's just all play together in hearts and rainbows with our Ugg boots. It's That's all, a, it it's all, like. a, all the Ugg boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the game that, that Katie brought uh, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah, yeah it was, was not. That was competitive. Yeah. Yes, but I get but it. I get it. I personality. Don't know. I, yeah, it was competitive and also introspective. So it's kind of like shady competitive. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's competitive, but it's like it's a party game. Competitive, That's, absolutely, absolutely. That, it, it, I this think is a psychological thriller of party games. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, I think party games tend to be a little bit like that, right? Like yeah. they kind of yeah. feign. 
that competitiveness, but then there's a lightheartedness to the actual gameplay. So yeah, right. like apples yeah. to apples or yes, exactly you know, games like that too. Those are yeah competitive who, games. Who wants right. to be a millionaire but or whatever? It, yeah, they're just super fun. Yeah. Lance agreed. Uh, I will tell you that I don't appreciate the game where everyone is trying to be cooperative, but one person is being competitive. So you mm-hmm. have the betrayer aspect. Ah, Those are games that I don't... On a hill, which yeah. is back there. So co- a comment on that one. Um, I agree with you. If it's a secret betrayal, I don't like secret betrayals. Knowing one is coming, like Betrayal at House on the Hill, totally different. Because at least you know it's going to come. You're not sure who it is, but you know it's coming. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Secret Hitler, same thing. Yeah. It's like... Except with Betrayal at House on a Hill, you don't always know it's coming. Because some of those very... Some of the one. choices... Is, is it one? Yeah, there's one okay. where it's everyone against the house. Right. But to to me, then then I'm not really sure. What if it's out that one? Out of the one? base game. Yeah, yeah, out of the base game. What, it's, what if it is that one? Are you really my enemy or are you not my enemy? Like, I don't know that I believe you because maybe this is part. And then that just doesn't get fun to me mm-hmm. because then what what am I doing? Do it's I hate sa- you or not? It's I, the same reason people don't like Are You Werewolf? Yeah, um, I do like that game. I do like I very werewolf. much do. I love it's a, werewolf. It's a duck, deductive reasoning game. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Social deductive reasoning, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is where Secret Hitler comes in as exactly, well. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I and I What's haven't played other... Secret Hitler yet, oh but I've heard super the rules, and I'm like, I'm down. This sounds hilarious to me. Another one. I've already said. I've already heard and said Hitler on this podcast more than we've ever said in the entire existence it's of correct. it because yeah, of just talking to the game. I know it is. I don't mean it negatively. It's just funny the fact that we've said it so many times. I'm like, why did I just realize that? Anyway a good game called that but, right you know. whatever yeah. um but it's a social deduction game and but people don't like the paranoia of it like you think you've gained trust in somebody this is i know part of the reason yeah. why avita doesn't like yeah. to play it 100 she is very trusting of everybody mm-hmm. she, they are and it's not wanting to think paranoid about someone else mm-hmm. yeah that break of trust is hard for some right. people which is part of the re- i made the comment that i'm Kind of like you, that fifty-one percent on the cooperative versus. Uh, are you werewolf? I love everything about it. Oh yeah, uh, we've I've had to draw lines. My wife and I do not look at each other and ask if the other one is a werewolf because my, we're pretty good at figuring out if the other yeah. one's a liar. Yeah, my, my wife does not even play the game with me anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, because of just what you said—that breakup trust sort of—it can be hard when you allow some of those emotions to leak into the actual like relationship and. And I think each person has a right to their yes. own convictions. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, if you yeah, feel yeah. like it's going to negatively affect an actual relationship, then yeah. by all means, yeah. don't. The rule in my house is if it's not fun, don't play it. 100%. Yeah. And yep. if you don't find fun in that sort of a gameplay, then it's okay to just say, you know what? I'd rather not. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, so, but from the cooperative side, which is why I tend to lean more towards that, is. It, for the most part, everyone can be involved. And that is very much the extroverted feeler in me is that there is everyone can be involved. And like, I love King of Tokyo, but losing in the first round sucked because I sat there, which is fine. I had fun with it and you know messed around with it or whatever. But for others, it's not as good because you get kind of knocked out. Those can happen in cooperative games. But because everybody's cooperating, for the most part, you're still able to help each other out, like make mm-hmm. suggestions. To set, unless you know, ghosts don't talk, and are you a werewolf? The dead do not speak. <laughs> so that's the, I'm a more of a, get everyone involved, which which is also why I like the party games. You're uh, even Cards Against Humanity, uh, million dollars, but apples to apples, even. In those instances where it's competitive, everyone is involved all the time. Mm-hmm. And that makes a big difference to me. That's why I like Sentinels. Yeah. Because even when you go out, you have something you can do. You yeah. can you can still oh I'm I'm down, but let me help my ally do use another power or yeah. play another card or you know, whatever. Marvel Champions is the equivalent of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Yes, Deb. So I will actually play a little bit of devil's advocate is to a reason why cooperative games are not always your best choice because certain personalities um, in certain games if you know a cooperative game really well and you are introducing it it can be too easy to just run it yourself yeah meaning so for example captain is dead love that game so much fun cooperative it's you versus the emergency that's happening but when i've introduced it before if the other players aren't confident in what they're doing i will step in and be like well if i were in that role i would do that that and that so that he can do that that and that so that he can do that and before i know it i'm playing the game for the four other people that are there that's not what the point of a cooperative game is so if you have 
certain personalities, you might just need to either watch yourself if you're the personality who's going to take it, or maybe a light competitive game is better because then each of those lighter personalities can play their own game and you're not playing for them, but you know, your social, you know, the, the game that Katie introduced us to or apples to apples are great choices because then they still play, but it's not a hardcore competitive. Um, thoughts. Uh, agree. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, much. No, we're, yeah. We've all run into that person that wants to take over the game. We, and in a lot of instances may have been that person. Mm-hmm. I'll admit oh, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> Same. (laughs) But it's the learning to take that step back is also a big element of playing those cooperative games is that understanding which D and D pathfinder, whatever role playing games help a lot with that, because Mm -hmm. there are a a lot of us have no problem taking the spotlight, uh, whether it be because no one else is or because you absolutely have to do it. And there's big difference, big difference between I'm just taking it because I want to mm-hmm. versus the game master needs help. Somebody needs to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we need a leader in here. So what's going to be me right at the moment. So yeah. for board games, similar things can happen. Similar games that Zombicide is one oh, definitely. That, yes, that, definitely. that can absolutely happen with is I have no idea what to do. Right. So maybe the tip I would Pandemic. provide. Oh yeah. Pan- Good yep. Lord have mercy. The tip I would provide on that would be to give guidance for the current turn. Right. Not the next turn. Right. I need help okay. right now. Okay. okay. Let it go on to the next person and see if they need help. Then you suggest mm-hmm. as opposed to just doing like you could do this and then you could do this and you could do this. Mm-hmm. And I played around in my head already. Yeah. And like, oh, you, you kind of were supposed to play that for your round yourself. Sorry. Lance. Yeah. I was thinking about a cooperative competitive game and it came up with Munchkin. Oh, Where yeah. people mm-hmm. work together to screw other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red Dragon Inn. I mean, tell me you have not played Red Dragon Inn where you all ganged up on the one guy at the table. I mean, I'm sorry. Or am I the only one that's played that no, game? No, it's just natural. But, right. <laughs> it's the same idea. Well, okay, then you get that guy out and then you, you're, you know, now it's two versus three uh, type of a thing. It, to me, that's, it happens that you're on a team, but you're not on a team with Red Dragon Inn. Um, oh, I, but I love that game. Yeah. Red Dragon is, it's like probably one of my favorite cooperative games because it's fully still a party game. Like, yes. Who cares if you go out? You're, you're going to drinking and oh, hitting yeah. each other and, and gambling your money yeah, away. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just super fun. That would be another one to be fun, fun to game. play, actually. I yeah. agree. I, I I totally agree. <laughs> I actually have metal coins we could use too. <gasps> See? I okay. at home, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it won't be. I no. think he's got. I was yep. gonna say. I think he's nice. got that same set. Yeah, so. that's super cool. No, yeah. I did not. I'm, they're coming. I'm getting them in the next. I've got. I've got even like yet? a little metal. No, I don't think I do. Well, I I don't think I do, but I have like a football sized bag of the pop yeah. out gold ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that sits on the side while my metal coins hit the table. Yeah. <laughs> at any rate, so so. I'm just glad that you guys are all on the same page with me now that we're all competitive <laughs> game players and not so worried about being cooperative because all of the reasons that you have cited why you like competitive games are the reasons why I like competitive games. And I think what I was what I was uh, kind of mulling over in my head as you guys were talking was I always approach a competitive game with a cooperative mindset. Which Tell means us more, Don. Which means I still have a goal to want to win but not at the cost of having fun i the winning though competitive i enjoy competitive games because i enjoy being able to figure out the puzzle being able to figure being able to figure out the best strategy Mm -hmm. being able to know how can i score the most victory points how can i move along this track faster but it's never it's never uh i guess i won't say never because never is an absolute but it's more than likely with the mentality of I'm just having a really good time playing this game with my friends. This is a really good time. That's where I get the cooperative side of things is we're all having a good time together. Okay. But I want somebody to win. <laughs> I want somebody to win that's at this table. And if it's me, that's awesome. If it's not me, that's okay. That's all right. I'm not going to be too worried about it. And then when I'm in the situations where I'm teaching someone how to play mm-hmm. or we're playing a game and someone's learning I am one of the first people that if I have a Deb at the table who's like, so what you need to do on your turn is this so that he can do that on your... And I'm immediately going to go, Deb, mm-hmm. let them play their turn. Uh-huh. And when they have questions, we can all answer those questions. Right. Like, because Which you're having a, nice a good time. way of yes. telling me... Back off. Get back in your Yes, <laughs> absolutely. 
Um, because I do the same thing. When I'm teaching my kids, I will give them the options that are present to them. Mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, so here are the things that you can do on your turn. These are the actions that you can take. Strategically, mm -hmm. what you could do is this, this, and this, and then that's going to help you with that. However, it's totally up to you how you want to play. You do not have to do what I'm telling you to do. You can learn from your own strategy your own mistakes maybe mm -hmm. you have an idea in your head that you want to go this direction with your game and i want to go that direction with with your game and i'm going to be leading you down a different path if you do what i'm telling you to do and so uh that's why i really i think that there is a a, a really strong learning arc with competitive games not to say that cooperative games don't have that but i just think that there's an element of learning that you get more so in a competitive nature than you do in a cooperative nature um, I think also games like Are You a Werewolf, um, Secret Hitler, two, uh, two Rooms and a Boom, like those social deduction style games, I love those games because you are just compartmentally breaking people down to see what they're saying. Is what they're saying staying consistent? Is the way that they're acting staying consistent? Do you start to see? And what I also love about those games is they are... They are they're a sucker for somebody over evaluating what's going on. Oh, oh that's hilarious. I love that. When you're just like Priceless. Oh no, I thought but then I overthought oh, and you're like, But then yeah, he said this exactly. and I thought that meant it didn't mean exactly. that at all. Like, exactly. I gotta look it's around so around. good. So it's what do, so what good. do you think of a uh, this is a game that I'm always like I know it's a game, but it's almost more of a of a theatrical tool. A fiasco. I love oh, fiasco. Really? Love it. But I love fiasco. That's another what, one that would be actually. Yeah. What kind of a game is that? So I think. Well, I obviously the title kind of gives it away in yeah. general, but I would game, consider but... that to be a group improv role play game. Right. Yeah. Is right. what I would yes. consider that. That is. That is. So... I don't think. I think that if you have people at the table playing fiasco that are good storytellers, oh, then yeah. everyone wins. Oh yeah. Yes. Like in general, and if you have people that are not good storytellers, it's okay because you're also going to have a good time with it. Like. I've played that game with we people who... We need to play who, the, new, the new one that we just got. Yeah, we have them. Yeah, it's not Fiasco, but it's another one. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm slipping on the name. Um, uh, well, yeah, we'll go back to it. I right. talking about. We'll find it. You know, that new one? I'm, we need to play that, and we have... I bet that would be another one that would be really fun to play on the podcast. We'll, we'll show it to helpful. you guys. It's, yeah. it's up there somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. I, th I think games like that are a lot of fun, especially because if you are into doing, like lighthearted improv stuff they they set you up in the very beginning mm -hmm. which is yes. great they allow you to build your relationships right off the bat mm -hmm. which just kind of opens up those doors to story set your motivation set your relationships yeah. set your place and then let your imagination go wild with all the things that can yeah. go wrong now as opposed to a lot of the people at the table i love betrayer games <laughs> i i'm sorry i there is an element of backstabbery that i just love and and i don't know if it's from you're our rogue yes you are the rogue like mentally that's not, mentally yeah, i'm the yeah. drow rogue of the party you're not the only one i also love them uh, they're okay. pretty like, much the same reason we've had this conversation yes before. like there's i i love everybody having a good time <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad and i don't care uh <laughs> I love everybody having a good time, but if I can have a better time, then it, I'm down. Like, <laughs> and sometimes that better time is just throwing just a hint of chaos. You know, chili is great, but if you throw a little habanero in there, man, like I'm just spice saying, it yeah, it spice it up just a little bit. And and the thing is, again, back to uh, the credit of of Lance identifying that, and and my wife who does not want to play those sorts of games, like. Mm -hmm. I totally respect everybody having an opinion to say, I don't want to play games like that. It completely loses the fun for me. And then you know what? I'm not going to suggest a game like that. If we're sitting down and playing a game together, mm -hmm. I know already that Lance and Deb are not down for like super backstabby types of games. Mm -hmm. You know what? Totally fine. Avital is really into cooperative games. You know what? That's awesome. Let's just focus on what everybody's going to have a good time with. Because in general... I love games. I love spending time with my friends at a table playing any game, you know. And a lot of times, I think we cater to role-playing games because we get a lot of those individual elements in a single role-playing game. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. You, know, you can have the That's rogue you know who has a, a good, couple of hidden agendas, game. but is not really trying to mess up the party. You can have like your cooperative team battles or team negotiations. You get a chance to kind of play with all of those different elements that you might find in like an individual board game yes so exactly yeah no 
All right. So, discussion question building off of that, right? We talked about competitive gaming. We talked about cooperative gaming, some of the things that we like and don't like. What do you think the importance of winning is when it comes to games? Because there are so many games out there. There's more games out there where there's like a team or a single winner, even when you look at like sports and things like that, um, than games where it's like, you're shooting for like a neutral position or something like that, or if it's okay to lose. So I guess my question is when it comes to winning a game or winning in a competition, what do you find is the most important uh, or um, what is the importance of winning in games? I believe you should win more often than not, but not a hundred percent of the time. Okay. And I make that statement because, as we've mentioned, Zombicide has come up. I, I think mm-hmm. Zombicide has about maybe a 40% win rate for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Like, more often than not, we're losing that game. Yeah. Uh, yet, I love it. Yeah. However, you can win it. And, it, you know, I've made this comment to Deb before. It's guarantee every game that's out there, you can win it. You can beat it. Doesn't matter what it is. There is a way to beat it, or they wouldn't have put it out there. Now they might put it out where you lose more often than not. Right. That is one negative I have against Zombicide. But there's that's the randomness to it as well. Um, That said, if you win every single time, it kind of loses its luster. Yeah. It's got no difficulty. It has no challenge. Then it's a challenge. Yeah. It needs to have a bite. Right. Yeah. You need to know if the game's going to bite back. Right. Or like for me, video games. Mm-hmm. I I do I am not the person that you're going to see put it on the most challenging difficulty for a story driven game. Yeah, I okay. won't play yeah. Dead Souls. Dead or was it Dead Souls or Bloodborne? Um, Dark Souls. Oh, Dark Souls. Yeah. Bloodborne. Elden, Elden Ring. Like no yeah. thanks. See, I will give Elden Ring the one. Elden Ring did the one thing that the other games didn't give you the opportunity to run away. Go get stronger against somebody else and then come back and deal with this guy. The other three, the the uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, none of those. You can't run away. You get into a fight, you die, and then you come back and you learn to die. That's what you learn. Yeah. Struggle yeah. with that one. Uh, but Elden Ring, you at least get the chance to run away. That said, I probably won't get very far in Elden Ring either. They won Game of the Year. They deserve Game of the Year. Mostly, I think God of War Ragnarok was better. But um, that's just because I don't like Elden Ring. I know. Blasphemer. Oh um, <laughs> but uh, like the uh, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Hogwarts Legacy, the Uncharted series, all of those Mass are just Effect. recent Mass Effect. Although You're that's not going to see me one, put but... those on hard difficult. Put me on story and let me enjoy what I'm doing. Oh, man. But... Uh, WWE 2K23 or Madden, once I've put some reps in, I'll increase the difficulty, mm-hmm. make it a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. Board games, kind of the same thing. Sometimes it's like, I want to sit down and play apples to apples. Why? It's easy. I don't mm-hmm. expect to win, but it's easy. However, yeah. Zomicide, I put down at the table expecting to lose. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I actually like, I like losing... This is more in the not the competitive or in the in, not necessarily in the cooperative games, more in the competitive games. I like losing in a competitive game when I can also take someone else out with me. There you go. There you go. And I'm like, I'm gonna lose, but so are you. But I'm that's taking it. you down too. That's, 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 that's why you like dragging in. Hell, oh yeah, it. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's like I'm Gurky and I'm going down, but I am definitely taking Deirdre with me. And blap. Here we go. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's good. It's yeah. the, and and games like that are fun. Um, where you just you're still you're playing the game you're playing at the table with your friends you know it's it's not I don't think it's always about winning I think mm-hmm. the cooperative games are much more about like challenge is good but you know winning feels good as a group and that's yes. something you know you have fun together with yeah um, yeah the competitive games though no nah, I don't care I don't yeah. care if I win yeah. I even play <laughs> poker that way and people look at me with I like I have four heads yeah like yeah. well but you're losing money and I'm like maybe like two bucks but I don't care yeah well, like I've commented with, um, I've played in a couple Texas Hold'em tournaments and everything, and I'm I'm not not a gambler or anything, yeah. but if I'm going to play, give me a buy-in, like twenty bucks to right. buy-in, yeah. ten to re- I know I'm not getting that twenty yeah. bucks back fine. because right, exactly. I'll sit down, it's gone. If I win, great. Right. Whereas you won't see me play those types of games at Vegas where you could just keep throwing uh, money uh, at yes, it. Yes. Yes. Same. Nope. Same. Yeah. With a bunch of friends, sure does. I, I don't care. You yeah. Know? Or like, or like euchre. You know. I came with this much. <laughs> right. This is this is my my night. This is what I'm gonna have fun. Your with admission tonight. fee. Yeah. The admission right, exactly. fee. Exactly. One hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Lance. Yeah. Oh, I was I was taking what you guys were saying about how you have some games where 
there's a, a difficulty at the very beginning that's a little too hard, and that took me back to my days of Dungeons & Dragons second ed, okay. where the DM would almost always kill a player, or a character, excuse me, in the first session, so that characters knew yeah. that there was actual danger. Because sure. if, if you go through every scenario, oh, we won that one, oh, we won that one, it becomes less, and there's no... There's no fear which makes you want to get better. Yeah. Whereas if you have, oh, death is a real possibility. I could lose this character. And as I get better, I don't want to lose that character. So yeah. you make better decisions. Yep. Well, I, th- I think that's important for uh, to be, we've talked about role-playing games. I think it's important to be established up front. Like, how are you guys with player death? Because... Um, some character death. Character death. Sorry, that's yeah, right. Hopefully, no players no, will die at the we're table. We're not the '70s or '80s anymore. We're car- where players <laughs> die all the time in, in dungeons when they walk into caves and play with their friends. Oh yeah, 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 that'd yeah. be horrible. Yeah, character death. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> that, that was hardcore D anD. Yeah. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. We we we. There was a whole movie. We softened it a little bit. It's, it's too bad we're too soft now. I know. Right, we softened it so much. <laughs> <laughs> like well, we we had eight players, and now we have nine, which I'm not really apparently I'm not risking death enough. <laughs> uh, well, when it comes to board games, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna play them a few times to kind of figure out the difficulty level, and then you can compartmentalize each of those games. Um, but they, yeah, it's important to win. Uh, but I I don't know about anybody else. I still stand on the you can't win every time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think that uh, in a lot of ways, and again, as somebody who uh, enjoys playing all sorts of types of games, I love uh, you know getting the one over on the big baddie or playing you know um, Star Wars uh, Fallen Order uh, and beating the Ninth Sister after 42 tries. You know, like that, you kind of finally feel rectified with the effort that you're putting in. Um, but I think that at times, and this is kind of where I wanted to go with the conversation a little bit too, it can be at a risk because winning can sometimes turn into a negative if what your focus is, is the winning over the experience, in my opinion, which I think you guys kind of touched on a little bit with, and this is a discussion that I had years ago with my wife. We were talking about the difference between gaming and gambling. Because when you're gaming, even if you're seeking a win, like even if you play at the most competitive and high level of of games, Magic the Gathering World Tournaments, Pokemon World Tournaments, Tournaments. Catan World Tournaments, you're playing, you know, even video game world tournaments, you Mm -hmm. know, you're playing at the highest level of execution um, and you're, you're putting things at risk. But by and large, and this is not exclusively true, but by and large, you are playing for the experience of being at the top and being recognized at the top level, but you're not necessarily looking for the same adrenaline rush that, say, a World Series of Poker player might. Because if you play Magic the Gathering and you get on the World Tour and you win a World Champion, or you win a World Championship, that game changes so frequently that the likelihood of you being at that same level the next year not it's not impossible but you're not playing poker yeah right you know poker, poker doesn't, doesn't change. change right the yeah. players change but the mechanics of the game poker never change never the change. the faces of those cards never change and the value of those cards will never change absolutely yeah. a royal flush is always going to beat yeah. everything else at the table exactly. not like a, you know if you got an offsuit 2 4 <laughs> Seven and queen. Yeah, that's now the highest. That's a uh, meta. That you, can that play? you gotta found it. You found a new meta. Yeah, precisely. Like, what, what? And that will never happen. Maybe that's maybe the that's why I like poker. I figured yeah, exactly. out the answer. That's why I like poker. The royal flush down the drain. Pretty much. That's it. That's flush. it. But yeah, I think that that's what really separates people. Even people who are playing at the highest level of a competitive card game or something like that it's knowing that and i think that that's what puts so much passion in people's hearts when they do play those games because it's like what's the likelihood of me being in this position again yeah, yeah. Well, and the risk is low yeah absolutely that's absolutely what's my buy-in what's my takeout right you know and and is this going to be you know our friend dow boyer talks about being in like one of the first world championships for what was it carcassonne yes 
and how he's like, I think he was one of the only representatives from the U.S. So he's like number one in the U.S., you know. But what does that really mean? And and one of the things, he, he, it's, it's a great story when he talks about his experience there. And that's what I think is so great about people who are interested in maybe playing a game competitively, but also understanding that this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah. Like, for me to be able to recapture lightning in a bottle yeah. is pretty slim. Yeah. It's pretty, and, and that's not to say that there haven't been repeat champions, uh, you know, that you can't go out there and just, you know, just put it all on the table uh, and win time after time after time. Uh, and then there are people that are, like, exceptions to the rules, you know, if you're talking, well, again, like, games like chess, chess mm-hmm. doesn't change, Thank strategies you. changes, yeah. players change, um, but chess mechanically doesn't change. Well, to this day, your world champions in chess are studying the chess games from decades ago. Like right, they're studying absolutely. the Bobby Fish. They study Kasparov's games. Mm-hmm. Why the game didn't change, and so their strategy could still win today mm-hmm. because there's nothing that changed that gambit to this year. You know that this year. Right now, does that mean they'll do that? Not necessarily. Maybe their style's different. But I love that you could study a chess game from a hundred years ago and you can absolutely follow it. Yeah. And there's nothing. You try to follow a magic game from probably two years ago and I'm probably totally lost. Exactly. So. Yeah, because the cards are going to be completely different. Exactly. The strategy is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. The players are going to be different. You've got guys who are upsetting, you know, uh, they're upsetting players that have been at the highest level for years coming right. in with a deck that maybe they haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know. Chaos reigns. Right, absolutely. <laughs> they're not number one anymore. Right. Right, but uh, so... I, I could be wrong with the team, so forgive me, but I believe uh, A.J. McCarron, I think is who it is, is the quarterback for the St. Louis XFL football team. Sure. I know that seems so just out there. I haven't been paying much attention to XFL at all this year, but Dwayne Rock Johnson, who's one of the co-owners of XFL, uh, tweeted this out, that his the quarterback for that team took what could have been a 90% pay cut for being a backup quarterback in the NFL to play in the XFL so his son can see him play and not sure. sit on the bench. Yeah. Sure. Wow. So Wow. And that's a choice. I mean, that yeah. is the, that's a huge competitive choice. But there's I mean, there's um was it uh um is it Max Carlson? I cannot remember. He's like he's like one of the top chess players in the world. His he's incredible. But he did something very similar to say like he was not going to compete in the world championship of chess because he's won it back to back to back times. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I'm I'm not pursuing anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather step back and let other people right. come in and take that seat. That's what happened with Jeff Dunham. <laughs> and I know yeah. it's random, yeah. but ventriloquist. But he won the the world. Was it the U.S. or the world? Ventri- there was a competition yeah. that he would win year after year after year. Right. And finally, he just said. I retire because there no one was up to that level and it became disappointing for everyone else because he was so far above. And so I think at that point, that's when you need to be the the champion for whatever it is you're yeah. in to be able to say for the better of the people who are going to come after me, I need to fade out a little bit and maybe he becomes the judge or maybe he would do a special spot, Yeah, but you're willing to take the back seat so that these guys can go forward. Um, is probably a similar idea, right? So maybe that's a, another thing about competitive games. If you really are that good in your circle of friends, and maybe you are, like maybe you are, you know, can you imagine being in a close circle of friends with a world champion of magic and him going, hey, you want to play a game of magic? I'd be like, oh, bleep no. You're going to wipe the floor with me in like two mm-hmm. rounds and I'm done. Well, like, yeah, if you're only using comments. Right. Well, okay, fair enough. Exactly. You don't get to use you your super expensive it. deck that you paid more right. money than I'm worth. Or- right. Uh, precisely. So in that kind of a competitive atmosphere to say, you know, in that point, if I am that good, I don't. I, I need to back off and not be that good. Or I'm going to be in the back and I'm going to be, the, I'll be your cheering squad, but I'm, no, you need to enjoy that game. And so I think that's where competitive can be a little tough is when you're that good. I'll put myself random. Sorry. Mario Kart. When I play most people in Mario Kart, I can wipe the floor with them. Let's play. Okay. Same. It's right in there. It's the thing. It's right I, in there. I love it. Yep, it's uh-huh. there. Hey, Twitch stream. Well, possibly. We might make that work. But here's the funny thing about that is mm-hmm. that you, I'm so good at this. You you can get beaten. There's a oh, different yeah. situation. But that's the thing mm-hmm. is that. For most places, though, yes. most places, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win. And right. it's not going to be fun for other people. There's always that. a faster gun in the West. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> that is very true. Well, and I know we've joked 
many times with Bonnie about her absolute love of Monopoly. Um, and like we, we don't play with Bonnie because she's that's cut That's a friendship through. killer game. We, we don't uh, play Monopoly with Bonnie. That's, that's a rule. But <laughs> I will tell you straight up, I'll play Monopoly with Bonnie. I just give her a hard time. I have no problem playing <laughs> with her whatsoever because yeah. Monopoly, as you said, much like the Super Mario Brothers Wii U game that came out, it's the friendship killer. It Stop is. popping my bubble! Yeah, um, uh, yes, you just shut <laughs> me off the cliff. Oh, it'll 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 end it'll end it'll wreck lives. Um, little bit of an it's not a detour. It's in the same uh, vein. I'd be curious to get your so I want a thought. So, the game that's right over there, the war game. It's it's famous and it's in legend because of what an enormous game it is, first of all, and how long this game takes to play. Um, it's underneath life. It's right there. It, yeah, you can take yeah, out small yeah. countries. It's huge. What's it called? The War Game. Oh, The War Game. The War Game. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. Picture Axis and Allies, but the big brother is totally doped up on steroids. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of a war game. And the challenge of that game, among other things, the complexity of that game makes it very difficult to play, not because the game itself is complex. There are so many moving parts and moving pieces. That is a team competitive game. Each player will play an individual country, and yet you are on the team of the Axis versus the Allies. So it would be kind of along the lines of what Lance has said, but that game, I'm wondering if I've missed the point the whole time in that game because, well, the point of World War II is you got to have a winner, right? You know, do the Axis or do the Allies win? But it's the main point of that game, because I was thinking back to when it, when um, they played it at Gen Con all the time, was not necessarily who won. Many times I didn't know who won at the end. I would go over and I would watch for the moments in those games when you would have this enormous, you know, Pearl Harbor turned into like all of the ships were at Pearl Harbor and they were just doing this throwdown and dice flying. I'm like... Those were the moments in those games that actually made it fun to come over and see what on earth craziness are they going to do. And then I would probably go somewhere else because it was going to be five hours till someone won. So maybe the point of that game, maybe playing that game is actually way more important to just play the game and see what strategy happens. And if you never get to the end, oh well. Because right now it's sitting gathering dust, even though it's a really fascinating strategy game and there's a ton of things you can do in it. But maybe the whole point is not actually who wins, but what are the tactics and what is the thought process and how are the teams working against each other in the game? Did that make any sense? Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of words. Yeah, those are strategy, strategy games that I like when you actually can't sit there and try to dictate what's going to happen next because it fully depends on the person that came before you, but then that can completely change the landscape of the game. Exactly. So you might as well just sit back and not worry about your turn until it's actually your turn it's that's exactly what that game is oh yeah. yeah i've seen so many times when someone had planned out and then the person before just blows up everything that they ever planned and the, what do i do now well you should have been probably been you know having a drink and just waiting for your turn to come but i'm just wondering if bringing that out and playing one round of that mm-hmm. which could probably take about an hour bluntly an hour hour and a half right there because there's so much at the beginning of that game but anyway just in seeing and, and then next time coming back and playing the round the first round again and watching to see how completely different it would be like John Don playing Russia versus me playing Russia mm-hmm. is going to be a completely different play out. Heck yeah. See, I love or, or me playing I the United States is going to be totally different from the way you play the United States in that first round. So I'm just going for these games that are, that are sitting here. I'm like, why haven't you played it? Because you've always thought you've got to get to the end. Well, it may be two days to get to the end of that. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But those, those types of games, is yeah. the whole point that, is the whole point the journey in the game to see what actually what those personalities want those different strategy and tactics and the dice roll may the odds ever be in your favor what the dice rolls do with it um that might be how i need to get that game out again and actually play it so it's <laughs> sort of playable take a picture when you're done for the night so you can set it <laughs> back, so you can set it back up again go. True. Probably about two pictures for that one. But anyway. Well, sorry. I had I had two quick points on what we've been talking about a mm-hmm. little bit. And and we touched a little bit on, um, like, uh, Magnus Carlson, mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. way. I just oh, remembered his name. Is. Magnus Thank Carlson. You. Magnus um, Carlson. Uh, but, Sounds like a bodybuilder. Uh, he does. Well, he's a heck of a chess player. That's, <laughs> that's what he is. Um, but uh, we touched a little bit on, like, people who are, you know, masters in their craft. 
and doing really really well. Whether it you know whether it be a uh, you know a World Series of Poker, Daniel uh, Daniel um, uh, Nagano. He's one of my fa- yeah he's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Um, or you know one thing that that we're also passionate about at this table that uh, we tend to not usually talk about on this podcast, but on a different podcast uh, is um, like pro wrestlers. When you have guys like Chris Jericho who have been doing it for years and years and years, what are they doing? What is Brian Danielson doing? Mm-hmm. They're promoting the next generation of people within the thing that they love. Yes. Oh, yeah. And and I think that, that we are all, uh, all five of us on this mic, and I would say everyone on this podcast, regardless what our expertise may be in or the years of gaming that we have behind us, we're always pursuing a new experience for new players and mm-hmm. a positive one at that we're you know we may have you know jason and i may talk for hours about dark gritty nasty dirty rpg games uh that have this really crazy flavor to them but it's always in the light of how can we help someone experience something that's positive mm-hmm. yes that they're going to have fun with yes that they're going to grow from yes they may never play the game that we played with them together yeah, mm-hmm. but they are experiencing something that is unique to that specific moment. Yeah, you're and here at the table right now. Let's let's make this cool. Yeah, yeah not, exactly. Not, not uh, crappy, basically. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and to and I think that these two things come into uh, uh, the comment that you had just made. That I think all games are a measurement of the journey. Mm-hmm. The beginning being the first steps of the game, the ending being who wins or mm-hmm. who doesn't win, what team wins, what team doesn't win, whether it's cooperative or competitive. Because you're taking, you know, there, there's something that we value more than everything else when we sit down at the table, and that's the time that we have together. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yes. for the 30 minutes, You'll the 45 minutes. Back. Right. Exactly. The six days that it may take us to finish a game. Mm-hmm. All of that time that we're investing is time that we're investing in a journey for the completion of whatever this objective and task is. And then every other hurdle that comes up between that. Last week, two weeks ago, we sat down and played um, Pathfinder together. Mm -hmm. In the middle of our Pathfinder game, we had an adult conversation about things that were going on in people's lives. Real life. What was real life. (laughs) And what what was so important to me about that is that is part of the journey of playing games together. That's why I love games. I have started multiple uh, like gaming groups or uh, gaming ministries at church with the effort of saying, it may not be easy for somebody to sit down at a table and talk to me about who they are and where they come from, but if we sit down with a game in front of us, now all of a sudden some of those walls mm-hmm. kind of melt away. Because now we can, we're just sitting here having a good time, and we get 20 minutes into the game, and I say, you know what, Jason? Hey, tell me about, like, how are your parents doing? Mm-hmm. They're, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. No, 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 they're not. No, I know they're not. I'm playing Liar's Bluff. I know but absolutely. But absolutely. But it's, but it's that, just, that sort of thing. I, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry real. to hear that. Yeah, real yeah. quick. Like, you know, how is uh-huh. that? How, has it been a while? Is, this, is there anything that I can do? To kind of help you. Yeah, and you bring empathy, yeah. and you bring 100%. and you bring understanding, yes. and like you bring and people together. You bring people together through gaming. As yeah. opposed to online yeah. games where they do the exact opposite. Well, I, and that is, I, that is a culture that we can definitely talk about oh, like in the future. Like Dota just, and... Uh, write that down. Yeah. Um, Legends and those, those games that yeah, are there, terrible, there is a, in my opinion. Yeah, there, there is a culture of gaming that is definitely, uh, I think... Definitely uh, is Toxic? the the antithesis of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And and um, World of Warcraft when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, land party, land party. Wow, when you're just sitting around the table with a bunch of people yelling at each other about what territory they actually took or not. Eve um, Online, when you have two enormous factions that just go, go just blow that. There you go. Out of each other, yeah. and th- you know how many hours that took for everyone to build. Nope, don't care. We just nope. hate each other. We're going to destroy it. it all. That's it. Well, and I th- again, okay. again. T- <laughs> You know? Burn it down. Okay, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Okay. Exactly. You get my point. Yes. You get my drift. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think that uh, everything that you guys have touched on is definitely uh, important to remember. Um, something that I want to examine for a little bit. I know we're getting uh, probably close on time, but um, something that I want to examine a little bit is we talked a little bit about like role playing games and things like that. 
what do you all feel like is the importance of winning slash losing a challenge or an encounter or something like that? And I know we talked a little bit about like character death uh, and how that can change the perspective of the party uh, when we're all playing together. But um, when it comes to like winning an encounter versus losing an encounter and how that changes or affects the dynamic of the party, um, what are your guys' opinions about that sort of thing? And like kind of, you know, because we also kind of like role playing is a game, right? Role playing game, but we're not. It's not like a monopoly game where at mm -hmm. the end you have one winner, right? That's not not necessarily what we're pursuing. So, what one moment, whether it be in a board game or a role playing game, can literally shift the entire dynamic of the table. Um, two examples that can come. You know, we've mentioned this in the past before, but long running five year role-playing game where we've reached you know 30th something level because apparently they were ridiculous and wanted to handle things at such a high level and we're finally fighting the big bad boss and as as we get ready to start the fight your two casters including your your cleric and sorcerer turn around because they've been dominated by the main bad guy and start attacking you like your own players start happening completely changes the dynamic of how that happens but on the same note um You'll have another again, another role playing one, but this just happened two weeks ago, where or even that was the week before that, before we had to end early or whatever. That um, your brother is, we we're we're just an adventuring party of pirates that are trying to figure out what we're going to do next, and then the bard has decided he wants to become a marketing expert and market our group of players. We thought we were going on a serious adventure, and instead, he's pulling the bar for our name. Yep. But in that moment, in that encounter, it completely shifted what we thought we were going to do with these yeah. games. The yeah. captain gets drunk off of her butt. That'd be me. Because um, she doesn't... This has gone completely off the... What are we... What are we doing? No idea. So I just get drunk off my butt, and I'm basically done except for the random ramblings of someone who's just right. had goblin rot gut, which is what happened. But we couldn't stop laughing. That was, I think that was the part that I'm remembering the most is how we were just laughing at how ridiculous this picture was. I had the cinema cinematic picture of this bar scene and the, no, Redox Renegades. No, it's going to be. And I, and, and the bar in the middle going up, oh, up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you say over there? Okay. Yeah. I'm just, and the captain in the back with just horrified expression on her face, it was priceless. Yeah. So whatever, however it ended, that's the memory I have of that, is of laughing so hard we're almost crying because of just how great it was. And yes, it, it was all your brother's fault. That's right. And that's how Renlock's Renegades was born. It is. Right that's there. exactly. In a bar by a vote. That's right. By, the bar by voted. a charismatic bard who had nothing else to do it's like we're gonna make something up now we yeah. are and we're gonna market this we need yeah. to we need to start maybe you know I, I don't i forget how many marketing ideas he had it was i have them all written but, down somewhere they're hysterical <laughs> for for winning and losing encounters as a party and you know i know it it, it often comes down to players not often i, I think some players and I, I don't think this is the right idea but they see it as a the game the the rest of the table versus the GM, and that's really not mm -hmm. what the GM is there for. They're right. there to facilitate story, and to make things a challenge, right? So sometimes you're going to fail that challenge, sometimes you're going to blow that challenge out of the water, and sometimes you are going to succeed at that challenge, but with a complication of some kind, like one of your guys goes down or whatever. In something like Dungeons and Dragons and and, and many other role playing games, death isn't the end. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. a character dies, and there there are many different ways to bring them back. And even the GM can should and could potentially put something creative in there. Like, mm -hmm. all right, you went down. You got this weird artifact on you. So uh, let me just slip you a little note and see what you think about mm -hmm. that, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. whatever it may be, um, defeat in an encounter um, isn't always bad. It can teach the players to learn how to think more strategically together. Or that, hey, you, you didn't have enough information going in and you thought you could do a thing and you were extremely underprepared. Or <coughs> success can do the opposite, yeah. which give them, oh, we've succeeded at this. Every, mm -hmm. We get a big head. We're going to do all these things. We got and this. when they we finally got this. get to something that is a real challenge, they go, oh, oh wow. we didn't. I wasn't ready for that. We weren't ready. We need, to, yeah. we need to get more ready. And hopefully that's what it does. Instead of 
instead of having the mindset where, well, we're just the players versus the GM, it's like, oh, in this one scenario, yeah, we weren't ready. We, we need to shore up those things. Well, who can do what? Now we go in, you know, and Shadowrun's very much the same way. Yeah. It's like, crap, we went into that, uh, that building and got hosed. Next time we need to make certain that the Decker does this and this guy does that yeah. and our, our rigor is here waiting for us to go and blah, 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 right? So it, it gets you to think about that teamwork, and yeah. that's what I think is important, right? That's why I think defeat is okay, because it gets you to form teamwork in your party mm-hmm. through role playing or through mechanics. And people like, you know, different things when they're playing yeah. tabletop role playing games and focus on different things. But either or are perfectly fine. Yeah, I think uh, the example that I can think of, and I know that this has been frustrating at times uh, for uh, Doctor Deb. Uh, but it's not. It's. it's I, I think that it is. It is to the credit of the party as a whole. But the game that uh, where I'm running, like the little one shot in between stuff, Josh is actually running us um, a party of five through the Age of Ashes storyline, which I think one to twenty. Mm-hmm. It's like levels the one whole to twenty. Thing is one to twenty. So in six books worth of encounters. We're going from first level to twentieth level, which is a crazy curve to experience because literally after almost almost every session we're gaining a level. So it can be a little difficult to understand the curve that your character is taking versus like a more long spread out uh, campaign where you're maybe mm-hmm. gaining a level every three sessions or every four sessions because you kind of get the handle on what you've gained. And then now you're moving on and progressing in whatever that class is or, or dedication or so forth. Whereas when you're gaining a level every one to two episodes, it's a lot. It's, it's tough. But what, yeah, yeah. but what I will say has been interesting is, especially early on, man, we jumped right into the fire with our characters. <laughs> literally. And they were putting out a fire in a city hall. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, literal, not figurative. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what was interesting is, like, my character, and I'm playing, for for the first time in a long time, playing the cleric of the party. Uh, and my character, uh, for um, several sessions, when we would get into a battle, uh, because in my head, I'm thinking, war priest, cleric, like, <laughs> like heal, smash, heal, smash. No. <laughs> no. But it took me a few sessions to really learn that, and when Ollie would... Get smacked down, and you know, dying one, and dying luckily, two, dying three. Right. Luckily, I had people around me, whether it be uh, Deb playing um, uh, the cousin to my character, or a couple of other people in our party who were there to kind of help heal me and get me into a situation where I could then heal everybody else as the party healer. Those sorts of like to what you were just saying, uh, Jason. Those sorts of losses, if you will, or defeats definitely have changed the mentality of not just me as a player but i've i've allowed them to also take effect in my character to say okay you gotta slow down like you were gung-ho i like in my character's short backstory he he his parents were adventurers he wants to go out on the road and he wants to be a successful adventurer his cousin who's a wizard has come and they want to do something like he's so geared up to do something and then it's like the second or third, the first challenge we actually took care of pretty well. The second or third challenge, though, just wiped the floor with Ollie. And it was like all of a sudden. And then all of a sudden, we're all in the, big trouble. Yeah. Because our healer's gone. Right. Well, and the realism for Ollie sets in, and it's like, okay, first of all, what you thought an adventure was is definitely not what you're experiencing <laughs> right now. Second of all, if what your goal is, is to be a tool for the people that you are around to heal them and take care of them then you need to first take care of yourself and running headlong into battle is not the way to do that and so i've been able to use that as inspiration for changing the trajectory of my character throughout the storyline yes um if if for no outward appearance at least for the inward storytelling for, yes, uh, yeah. for my character it's and felt like different that. the last session or right. two probably the vibe that you're giving off it does feel different i of course i'm not we haven't actually had this conversation right right um, but it has felt different in your approach yeah and to me that's that's one of the coolest parts of watching a progression a game whether it's the game that lance is running for us with that party or our age of ashes party or slowly our our renlocks renegades yeah, Renlock's with renegades, you don yeah. 
is initially watching this these people that are trying to fit together and not always doing a terrific yeah. job yeah. um watch as that adjustment occurs and all of a sudden people finally f- you find your rhythm with the party and then even as you change that you you find the flow you find the groove wherever it is yeah and i'm i've wondered in the same way if there's a but board games that's hard when you play it for the first time but i say there's some sure. board games that i can get out with all of us and it almost feels like we all just kind of find our groove like yeah. there's a way that we like to play and you play yeah. um for we got there with the captain is dead i felt like there was a point where we all just knew this is the character we play we know how to play it we're solid with it it flows really well mm-hmm. and okay let's do this that's fun to me whether you're in a board game or you're an rpg yeah. Yeah. when you finally find that place on on the other hand games like i don't know temple of elemental evil oh man oh, we still haven't no. figured out how Ugh. We've lost every time we've played that game. Every and, time. and we still have not figured out uh, that we probably should just never play that game. <laughs> do you, so do you know, that was my very first experience playing D&D when I was really? 11, 12, Oh my whatever. gosh. Dude, I'm so GM sorry. Took us into, yeah, into I'm the so sorry. temple. No, it was actually super fun. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay, oh, because it sounds yeah. like because it could have been terrible. We would go in, make forays, someone would die, we'd come back out, we need, we need somebody else, and yeah. then have a new character <laughs> find somebody else, and somebody else would die. Like, so we like yeah. get so far, we're like, Volunteer's we tribute! Because we understood what it was then, we're like, yeah. like second yeah. edition Dungeons and Dragons was not at all about you know people surviving. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, not at all. No. That was not it was survival. about how long can you survive, survive. <laughs> and how great can you go out right. is also what it felt like. What's your plan? What are your tactics? If you still how like, well do you roll? If you still like that style of role playing game, please check out Dungeon Crawl Classics. Yes. Oh yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah the, they're good. Their whole they first session good. of the grinder or whatever, where you walk in with like four zero level characters and you ultimately spit out one. He's your first level character. Like that's kind of that's idea. how it goes. Yeah, yeah um, Thaco is still a bad word in my house. Thaco. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, there's definitely stuff about about second edition that like I'm glad that is no longer there, but I think it has lost a bit of the. Um, it has lost bite now. It, it's no longer. Like you know, it's not cool to dial a time. Like I agree with you, right? right? That, that's that's not okay. That's not fun. But there really isn't as much uh, danger. True. Yeah. It's, um, almost, it's like we've almost gone the complete opposite, where it's like at all costs keep everyone alive. Yeah. 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 It's like that. Really? It like just doesn't seem genuine. You're sometimes. delving. Yeah. Like yeah. Look, look at history. Oh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm an archaeologist, and I'm gonna go dig up. Um, uh, some pharaoh's tomb that we that's never been in before. I am going to need a, a, a little mercenary unit. I'm also going to need a team of diggers. I'm going to need all these people, and you can make turn that into a role playing game, right? Yeah. But most of those people, when they did that, not most, but I can think of one specific uh, uh, expedition, the Carter expedition. Most of those people died. Yeah. Right. I was going to yeah. say not necessarily from being there, but some of them did. Some of them died later from disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think Mummy Rock came from in D and D? Right, right. Like yeah. so, so this fantastical thing we have really come from historic examples. Yeah. And yeah, sure, maybe again, it's not fun to die all the time, but that danger is lost a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I especially. So I don't know what 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 are the level of dying conditions in current D and D. Five E? Oh, I have no Do idea. You know? Oh, it's uh, death saves. You make three death saves. Three. De- okay. So three successful death saves to recuperate three unsuccessful death saves to be dead okay dead. fair enough whereas DRT. with um pathfinder second edition it goes to dying four unless you have die hardy you can go yeah. dying five dying four um, is really dead you're only th- a little dead for the other ones it is very oh, common only mostly dead <laughs> only mostly it dead. is very common in i heard somebody say this the other day when you're playing pathfinder second edition do not make your character to not get hit make your character to not get hit by a critical oh um, my god because you're yeah. gonna get hit you're yeah, going man. to you're going to take damage. You need to prepare for the fact that your characters are going to go down. Yeah. Um, well, and criticals is, are so easy now. Yeah. Yeah. In Pathfinder 2e, I love the like frantic. Oh god! <laughs> he yeah. hit me with a crit because it's it's a nat twenty or ten over your AC. It's like 
Yes. Wow, bro. Wow, that's oh, dude. But it's, it's, it's for fumbles it's brutal. also. That's, One or ten below is also a fumble. It's brutal, but it's it's it changes the dynamic of the it game. Does. Man, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> and here's the funny thing I'm not about so happy that. with the swinginess that, that happens in a lot of stuff now. Yeah. Here, here's the thing about that, though, is, is that. It's kind of throws strategy out the window. Especially after each book that we've done so far. Yeah. I swear, after each book, it's almost the exact same scene where, like, the players are just battered. <laughs> Yeah, sitting it's on the, the stairs it's, or it's something. It's the end of, uh, of Avengers, uh, the original game. Oh. Yeah, or, or the Avengers. Yeah, They're yeah. Right, Avengers eating shawarma. Yeah, That's exactly. what we're doing at the yeah. end of every one. Just sitting at the table going, what did we do? Yeah. yeah. And yet, I'm gonna, yeah, I know where, I, I just, I've had this visual I've been sitting on for a few minutes to swing real back to the board game for some reason because we've had, we've talked about gaming stories and the experiences that can happen in role playing. And the only thing I can think of is, is don't pay overpay for Baltic in a bad Monopoly auction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Because yes. you want to buy Baltic? Yes. Why? Because you're on. It's cheap. Is it? No, you want to buy fifteen hundred for so Baltic? Yes. No, you don't want to pay. Oh, oh, it's okay for me to buy, but I, he can't spend fifteen hundred on Baltic. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I'm paying. That's I'm, a great. Um, that's a great meme. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the love of all that's holy, don't pay fifteen hundred for Baltic. <laughs> no. So that's true. one of those moments right right you, you, sometimes it's okay to live for the moment right yeah. right but i'm gonna go down with baltic in my hand oh you, all right. you do that you do all that. right you do that be a last bankrupted property that's it so true. that's it all right that's that's good yeah that's good fun stuff i like it um okay so uh on episode 238 of the established facts we actually had two we've got two tonight as well um so we have two facts the first one 900 pages uh may be too much for even a rules lawyer to decipher (laughs) um and then the second hasbro in 2023 is to gaming as ghostbusters 3 was to ghostbusters Oh, so go yeah. back and listen to episode mm. 238, yep. our dumpster fire episode. It was <laughs> called the dumpster fire. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and and what a quick turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a quick turnaround on who? on the on just all of the stuff that. That's almost its own discussion. In yeah. Itself. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Things are different. Yeah. Sort of. But are they? Sort of. I'm, with, I'm over here with Jason. Sort of. Are they? Sort of. It's a it's a trap. There, it's here's, a trap. A, here's the thing. Trap. There's differences in the environment, but maybe not necessarily with particular brands. A yeah. jerk GM is going to be a jerk GM whether you play in an Arctic environment or whether you play in a forest environment. Your GM sucks. Your GM sucks. Yeah, and they mean, you mean general manager. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean. I mean general manager. Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah. And other letters like, you know. CEOs and CFO. Anyway, yeah, those, yeah, those exactly. other letters. Exactly. You know, I'm just saying. Listen to two two thirty eight. You'll you know what we're talking people. about. You'll know what we're talking about. Uh, go back and check it out. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, all the fun stuff that we talked about on the episode. Anyhow, uh, for episode two hundred and thirty nine of the established facts, uh, our uh, is the enemy of my enemy my frenemy episode. No. Oh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Depends uh, on the day. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, number one, fact number one, I should say. Sorry, this is not the stable, so I don't have to count out loud. Nope. Uh, our first fact, character death. Mm, I wrote it like three f- different times. Character death instills value. Player mm-hmm. death grants 25 to life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And our second, uh, which we can just add on with a comma, comma, Josh is an Elden Ring heretic. heretic. I, I read it. Yeah, was, I wasn't sure. Yes, I'm Josh is an Elden Ring heretic. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, I'll join you on that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> all right, apparently everybody. It's a podcast thing. We're all it's the, the, it's the heretic against Elden Ring. That's, that's it. That's <laughs> it. All right. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 239 of the Established Facts. We love you all, and we will check you later. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Deuces. Bye.